And the show has started. We'll restart that. <laughs> restart that. <laughs> um, Hang on. Hang on. I'm deciding okay. if I want to go hoodie on or hoodie off during this. So. Okay. Yeah, you, um, you're right. We need to stop the show so you can figure that out. Well, I have to pull my headset off now. <laughs> All right. I'm, I'm going off. I'm going we off. We did almost 20 minutes without you last show. Yeah. <laughs> I know <laughs> you I'm not waiting. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. All right. Well... <laughs> Here we go. Uh, Pat's going to stop moving in. Pat's, uh, thank you so much, Pat, for dedicating this time to talk to us. Feel honored. I mean, oh, hey, hey, hey. Uh, you've been so you've been just unpacking all your stuff recently. I mean, well, I like barely have time anyway. Like you know, I'm always working. Uh, I came home like really upset today because I had this really nice like framed picture of Soldier Field that was taken in 1985 and it's like been in my family and so it's hanging on a wall for like four days i tried these like command strips because i didn't want to put holes in the wall that's what everyone told me to do. Mm-hmm. it's hanging on there for four days i come home and it's shattered on the floor oh no well <laughs> they didn't oh, have boy. such a command on the situation did they i don't find this very funny jerry okay i'm sorry pat uh so but but you can just the picture's not ruined the the frame the the glass is ruined right I thought for a second maybe the picture um, got scuffed by the glass a little bit, yeah. but as I look close, that looks like a plane, like in the sky. Oh, there you go. It looks like a plane. Yeah. yeah. What does? The the so I, I thought it was a, yeah. a hole in the picture, but it just when I really look at it, it oh. just looks like an airplane. Or <laughs> <laughs> it's the Chicago get... skyline in the background. Yeah. It just looks like an airplane. Yeah. Very well, maybe. Yeah. So we cannot trust the command strips. That's, I think, your biggest thing that we're taking away from this. And also... So I'm, dude, yeah. I'm freaked out because I have, a, like, even bigger frame on another wall. I spent all weekend putting stuff up. I have an even bigger frame on another wall, and it's still hanging there. Like, it looks normal, but, like, I put, like, pillows and shit on the ground because, like, I don't trust these things. Like, I'm going to have to do something else. Yeah, or, uh, yeah, not a good look to have pillows and stuff on the ground. As you're walking around, what are... it's all right. Well, just, just permanent. To, it's long-term, being courteous long-term. in case somebody has like narcolepsy and they That's just a good fall point. asleep sometimes. Or if you're having well, like. Well, to be fair, they're couch pillows and they're totally chick couch pillows because I got my couch from someone. I didn't buy a new couch. So I was planning on doing something with those anyway. Oh, something like uh, stopping. Like using them yeah. before. <laughs> Yeah. No, like replacing them at some point. Oh, okay. Oh, <laughs> that makes sense. I thought you meant like a craft with your current pillows. 
God, you guys, what are you doing? You're selling fish tanks. Jared does whatever he does. You guys should have been fucking comedians. I swear to God. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm Tosh.0. <laughs> I, Just so you guys I, li- I literally hate that show. I can't watch it anymore. I like, so I follow him on Twitter and he'll tweet like, a new episode of my show's out. And I'm like, I haven't seen it in five years. Yeah. I remember, like, first two seasons I used to watch, like, every episode, and then all of a sudden, I, I don't know what it was. It just, I hit a point where I'm like, yeah, I'm done with this. I don't know if they air him anymore, or if he just tweets about it. <laughs> it's one big joke? Yeah. Like, yeah. he's just joking around. Like, watch my show tonight. Yeah. It was canceled six years ago. Yeah. It would not surprise me if it was. And no one's called him out on no. it. Because <laughs> nobody's checking. Put some respect on my name. You understand me? When y'all saying my name, put some We'll get to on what's me. been going on with you guys recently, but I thought of this idea with how to like really, if you really want to screw over uh, like a restaurant, say you owned a restaurant and you really like, you had a competing one that you didn't like. What if you just made some ridiculous request and then they do that request for you? So if they don't do that request for you, then you can write a Yelp review saying, Hey, I had this request at this restaurant. They didn't do it for me. You know, this is this is absurd. I I'm never coming back here. But you can do some sort of ridiculous request and then take a picture of it and then put that as the Yelp review. One example I was thinking of was if you said, say you order like a pasta carbonara, but you want the pasta uncooked. Like I just want the ro- <laughs> I just want the noodles. <laughs> uncooked and then you get this plate and it's got everything else the sauce everything else the egg is whipped in there with his uncooked noodle and you take a picture of that and it's clearly just like you know the uncooked noodle and then you just write a review uh ordered pasta carbonara noodles uncooked i can't believe this and you could really screw somebody over pretty easily (laughs) good I don't think anyone's going to believe a review of the noodles were uncooked. But. Well, if you have a picture of it at the restaurant with, like, you have to have the menu in the picture, how can they argue with that? Yeah, that's true. <laughs> like, I would have them, like, say my name is just something super offensive. You, <laughs> like, you, my name was... You could just use douche, cash. You could just use cash. Douche penis. I don't, think you need to, I don't think you need to make up a name. You could just use cash and be fine. No, it's no. Say, I'd say. Name Jared Cash. My name is. Oh, douche I'm saying penis, you pay in and cash. They write it on the receipt. I'm saying you pay in cash. No, you don't and, need to. No, Jay. Then they write on the receipt, douche penis. <laughs> or tiny, tiny wiener. Wait, but to, for, they don't write on a receipt unless you pay in a credit card that has your name on it. I've seen where they write on the tables, and it's like, oh, this person was so mean to me, and it's just like this. It's like fat bitch at table two. I've not And then I've they like post it. online and people like donate to the fat people because they're sad. I, I, I can't say I've seen that. But uh, yeah, well, I guess that's, you're right, Paul. That's one way to do it is to <laughs> make them an unbelievable name that they have to write in. Uh, Pat, you, don't, you know, I'm, yeah. pretty, I'm pretty positive they could like reply to bad reviews and say, well, he ordered it that way. I'm I'm what? sure they could go on Yelp and be like, yes. "Hey, uh, this guy's insane. He works down the street." But I would say, I would say, why would I ever? You would respond to that. Why, as a as a customer eating here, why would I ever request that? <laughs> Jay, well, if you requested, it, they would. Oh, I guess if you do it right then and there, yeah, yeah. it's not a written request. Yeah, exactly. It's, 
You're not <laughs> writing in. I need pasta uncooked yeah, exactly. carbonara next Tuesday. Exactly. So just throwing it out there. If there's any uh, restaurant owners listening to the show that have, you know, or maybe just somebody working at a Burger King that really hates McDonald's type of thing. That could work too. Not, it's not going to work as well as like a McDonald's, but like, you know, you get the idea. Those employees the don't idea. care. They don't care. Whatever oh, no. you ask them. <laughs> they don't. You're right. You're right. Yeah. Hey, can you shit in yeah. my burger? Yeah. And they're like, yes. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. <laughs> I, I'm doing that anyway. Yeah. That's, that's a very good point. That's a good point. Uh, but so, uh, Pat, what, so what else was going on with you? I've been moving out. What else? Um... I well, I sent you guys a Snapchat. I was pretty pumped about the Bears winning, but yes. I was even more pumped about my boy, Khalil Mack, yes. big Guns oh, N' Roses oh. fan. Oh yeah, <laughs> I didn't know that was him. I was like, this is some guy, but oh yeah, good for yeah, him, whoever he is. Yeah, you're not a Bears fan, so you don't. We recognize the face pretty pretty well. I would say I recognize him like on the football field yes because i'm like oh that's a giant guy <laughs> because he has everybody. his name on his back <laughs> no like if i see khalil mack out there i could probably pick him out of a football guy lineup he's a big man but i've never seen like an interview of him yeah yeah uh he's pretty uh soft spoken like he's not super loud guy he's actually pretty soft spoken and he's not like he's one of the guys that i kind of like that does, does a lot of just the game doing the talking type of thing uh and uh, it's it's weird having the you know, the Bears be good and you know have people like oh that's like a good player on the team that's just not something we're used to uh, so just a weird type of thing. Okay. I'm not a coach. So number one favorite player now, Pat? I think so. I mean, he ever since he came over and especially in those first few games when he was just on fire, you know, he was just a ton of fun to watch. Um, but yeah, that that hit a soft spot in my heart, so I think so now. I mean, oh, I mean, yeah, the yeah, other yeah. guy who I always like is guy I wish I was, who's Bryce Callahan, has my last name, <laughs> played the position I played in yeah. high school, yeah. is my height, and plays for the Bears. So I would say those two two guys are my favorite right now. Yeah. So he sounds like you and him have everything in common, and he's in the NFL. <clears throat> and what are you doing? <laughs> I'm not going to tell you what I'm doing. <laughs> we went over this last week. I I'm joking. I was probably like taking my hoodie off and then I missed it. Yeah, that's probably So I didn't want it. you guys to start. Yeah. <laughs> I work in procurement. I won't tell you where. <laughs> procurement. Oh. Yeah. Hot. Uh, that does sound hot. Um, so, uh, Paul, what's been going on with you? Uh, you know, just getting, getting drunk. I don't know. <laughs> yes. That sounds good. Um, sounds good. Yeah. Getting so, drunk off what? Uh, you know, preferably vodka. That's my favorite. Um, all the peach vodka has gone, so I'm going to have to go get more. I just got a 12 or a Coors Light. Tall boys. Um, so, so for any young drinkers out there, you want to start Coors Light early, get adjusted to it. You'll save a bunch of money on beer in the long run. I um, was going to do a segment today. I didn't know whether to call it booze news or to call it bitch what. So I guess we'll just sort of talk about it. How about bitch news? Um, or booze <laughs> bitch news. Ooh, that, <laughs> booze that could what? be Paul's new segment, yeah. bitch news. <laughs> oh, yeah, bitch news. <laughs> 
Anyway, um, we remember the millennials and the Tide Pods, right? Yes. Oh, God. Yes. Okay. So, Tide just came out with a new eco box, and it looks just like a box of Franzia wine. <laughs> yes, it does. Have you seen it? I wanted to, yeah, I wanted to slap that thing and just die. Oh, <laughs> That's a way cooler way to go out. You like slap that bag, bro. <laughs> so there's like a picture on Twitter. I feel you know it's a podcast, so it's sort of hard to um, talk about uh, images here. But it's literally like a wine glass filled up with like blue syrupy detergent. <laughs> it just looks just like a box of Frontier. So I don't. Why do two? Why do people always associate laundry detergent with drinking it? I, I, wait, whoa, always? This is the first time. The Tide Pods were eating it. Well, never okay, okay. okay, Mr. Politically Correct. You mean, <laughs> I, well, I'm not trying to, like, consuming it. Normal. Consuming it. High-efficiency, you know, 38-load jug. I'm not going to try and chug that. Yeah. I don't know. It, Maybe you guys are. I don't know. Well, I... I could see why, ki- like, so as a kid, you always want to eat the things that look like uh, some sort of electric color. Like, as an adult, I think you see colors that are, like, not natural, and you're like, oh, that's just, like, super processed or super fake. But when you're a kid, for some reason, I feel like you're always looking for, like, the all the candies are, like, these crazy neon colors and, like, slushies and that kind of thing are always, none of them are natural-looking, like, colors and so like the tide color just fits into exactly like a kid's type of uh, taste like what's something you're looking Jared, for i get what you're it. saying i do not want to have the argument again of colors make people think about eating okay <laughs> yeah we won't kids talk are about that. dumb jared they don't know yeah. what they're doing yeah you're right you're right so uh they, they haven't gone to school so pat i i was they don't know math <laughs> uh Pat, so you're saying these are, it is, you should try this or should not try this? No, you should not try this. I just don't know why they, like, picked it to be in this box like this. Like, it it doesn't even make sense. You have to put, like, the box over the, like, washing machine. I I don't get it at all. After the, you know, first controversy of people eating the pods, they should have been careful not to make their next product look like food or drink. Yeah. Yes, that's kind of not. No, I'm doing it. Yeah, it's just as easy like it's fair yeah it, just anybody can look at this and be like hey does it look like something that somebody consumes something out of if the answer is yes <laughs> and then <laughs> well, i guess it's a bunch design. of nerds up at tide yeah that have never slept a bag before <laughs> it's true that's probably what it does oh my god what is that <laughs> i want my laundry to be so clean all right so uh <laughs> <laughs> we got a follow-up uh uh we got a follow-up text from a uh, uh, friend of the show, Eric Nava, he's been on the show before. He had a he had a follow up from Smacko's email last week about the wish thing. So he said, "This is about the Shenron, the wish. If we could have one wish from Shenron, he said course, you have to course. find seven Dragon Balls and have to say the magic words in order to get to Shenron. Once you get Shenron, you will grant he will grant you three wishes. You can only bring someone back to life once. It won't be like Bedazzled, where you get transported into another life." You get the wish right in front of you. After all three wishes, the Shenron goes back to the Dragon Balls, and all seven of them go up to the sky and get shattered around the world. They turn into stone and won't turn back to normal until a year has passed. So, 
that was the clarification oh, on the Shenron uh, <clears throat> granting the wish. So the only rules are you can only bring one person back to uh, from dead, and you can only bring someone back to life can't. once. So if they die a second time, okay. they're dead for good. What? Oh my god! Wow. Well, too bad none of us wish for our loved ones to return, so we're good on that <laughs> yeah, front. That's a good point. I didn't even, that didn't even <laughs> cross my mind, which is sad. <laughs> like, we've all lost people, but that didn't cross our mind that, oh, yeah, you could bring somebody back. No, that that seems out of the question, even for magical wishing dragons. Yeah. Well, and then if you bring somebody back to life and they're like, say you brought back like a, you know, a grandparent or something, great grandparent, whatever it was, somebody who was like 80, are they just going to like run into the same medical problems again or that? It's Yeah. They're like, I'm all right. I'm alive, but I'm still having the same yeah. heart attack. <laughs> yeah, exactly. exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know. Oh no. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, I don't know. Um, so I'm going to, we're stick with what our, what our things were before. I think, I think we were good there. Paul was not so happy with Pat's, but I think we're all right with that. Um, I I don't think I was happy with either of yours, was I? Um, uh, who knows? Check the I tape. don't know. Go check everybody. Listen to last week's episode again. Figure it out. Um, yeah. So uh, we're gonna get to some emails here. Bird up. Hello. So the first one is from Coach, and says, "Hey Jared, Coach here. Sometimes listener, first time emailer to the show." Heard Goldblum being interviewed on NPR today about his weekly jazz gigs and his love for jazz and wanted to share it. Not sure if Brendan Fraser has any musical talent, but I'll keep listening to NPR just in case an interview they interview him sometime. Love, Coach. So, uh, the reason uh, so s- the reason I know he's a first time emailer is because he sent it to my personal email and Smacko's email. So. Uh, that's a good way. Future reference, Coach. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chubstep.podcast. Send gmail. it to Smacko. Yeah. <laughs> Just send it to Smacko. Yeah. <laughs> You're good. Yeah, that's a good point. Smacko's, Smacko's email is good. It's as good as a Chubstep email. Um, but it's a it's an uh, NPR article, and we'll post this. Uh, it's a, they actually have a recording the seven minutes of this interview. Um, but he Jeff Goldblum big. He was a uh, he discovered jazz as a teenager. He was a big fan. Uh, basically, he's always had a thing for jazz, and acting was just kind of the thing that got him into showbiz. Uh, but now he's kind of able to kind of make this a full thing. His, his album is coming out either this week or next week. I'll have to look, but it's coming out any day now. Um, his his Mildred Snitzer Orchestra, Jeff Goldblum and the Mildred Snitzer Orchestra uh, jazz group. And so I think for the next review, instead of a movie, I'll do his album. And Pat, maybe you can uh, Ooh, get fun. some feedback on that too. Sounds fun. Do you hate jazz? It's not my number one. No. I think it has a place. I don't, I, I don't think I've ever listened to it on purpose. <laughs> okay. That's fair. The That's uh, fair. the radio station I used to listen to in Kansas from like whatever hour in the morning until 6 a.m., Yeah, they would play smooth jazz. So whenever I was going into work, it would switch from jazz to like alternative or whatever. And once it switched, I knew I was late because I was supposed to be there at six o'clock. Ooh, not a good so, so yeah, bad. So jazz was good. For oh, me. jazz was good, but yeah, yeah soon jazz as it wasn't good. jazz, and it was bad. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, jazz ending bad. Yeah. Uh, so what I'll do with this uh, from Coach is I will post this article on the Chubstep Facebook 
uh, if you go there. So that's it's a it's a solid article if people want to know some Goldblum information. We have a uh, we have an email here from Smacko. Smacko. <laughs> Thank you, Pat. Uh, and it's called Lightning McChubb. It says, "Does Lightning McQueen poop?" Thanks, Smacko. So Lightning McQueen being uh, from Cars. Does he poop? Does Lightning Lightning McQueen poop? Do cars? How about just cars? Yeah, does Lightning McQueen poop? No. What? Does a robot poop? It's a car. If you put it in a comparison, yeah, is a it robot. like what? Is that like an oil change? Oil change <clears throat> seems like a. It's, uh, it's whatever robots do. I would say that seems. Oil change seems like more like a. Uh, it could be. It could be that way. It's a way of flushing out the system in a sense. I was going to say that's more like a uh, enema when I think of an oil change. But wow. uh, uh, I mean, it's kind of like if you want to go down that route, you got an exhaust pipe, right? I mean, it's kind of like either he's always pooping in a sense or at least farting. Uh, that would just time. be like breathing, you know? Breathing would be the air intake, Steed. Yeah, in, but then the exhaust is him breathing out. Okay. Out the back end, though, remember. Yeah. I mean, the it doesn't matter the anatomy. Well, it you does. Know, where the, the tubes go. Well. It's not where the tubes go that makes it poop. It's what's in the tubes that makes it poop. Okay. So what is the what is Steve, what is Lightning McQueen's poop? It would be like what he eats. Guess. But he doesn't eat because he's a robot. So no, he does not poop. There you have it. That's my answer. Pat, you seem to be very heated saying the opposite of this. What are you saying? I said oil change. Okay. Um, Why do you make me repeat myself? Well, I thought you just That's said, just is like it? A... You seem like you're questioning it, Pat. I don't know if it seemed like you were confident in that answer. I've never seen cars, so this is kind of hard for me to... I've never seen. I've seen the commercials, so I pretty much get the whole movie. Okay, yeah, I haven't seen it either. I've seen the. I've have seen you the seen movie. it, Jared? I have seen the first one. Yes, and they what might. What kid were you trying to bang? Your child <laughs> <laughs> okay, fair enough. Uh, I think I was actually at a at the drive-in movie theater, and it was part of a double feature, if I remember right, when I saw it. Um. It was. It came out long enough ago. It's not like I was like now watching this. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I think this is probably Smacko. Correct me if I'm wrong, but maybe this is something they explained in the second cars because I only saw the first one. So you know, I'm not. I'm not exactly sure. But uh, to me, it's a waste. A poop is a, is a waste. You know, it's it's our waste of when we're intaking something. So exhaust would be his poop to me, uh, and then. Yeah, I'm going to go with that. I'm going to go with exhaust. I'm going to disagree with you, Steed. You think he's constantly just pooping? I think it's kind of, yes. I think um, it's kind of like a didgeridoo, where you, like didgeridoo, you have to constantly be, like, inhaling as you're exhaling to play didgeridoo. Uh, I think that's kind of the same thing with him. I think it's just like uh, how cars don't have the same digestive system as a human. (laughs) So they're like a freaking robot working and then just an iPad in the front controlling his thoughts. That's how I think Steve McQueen works. Lightning McQueen. What? 
Who's Steve McQueen? <laughs> That's an actor. Yeah. <laughs> He's going to sue yeah. us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because that's not how he works. Uh, so uh, thank you to everybody for the emails. I think that's enough clarification for you, Smacko. Tell me if I'm wrong, though. Uh, or, you know, send your thoughts. Always, always like follow up emails, other people their thoughts. Um, I wanted to get to this Jeff Goldblum movie. Hi. 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 I'm Chef Goldblum. You, you interest me strangely. You have uh, you've uh, uh, tapped into some kind of secret vein. Why would you do that to Goldblum? <laughs> What's Goldblum ever done to you? What's Goldblum ever done to you? Forget the fat lady. You're obsessed with the fat lady. <laughs> because she's sweet and like a peach and like a juicy and sweet. You're afraid to be too Goldblum. He thinks if he smells Goldblum, he's going to be Goldblum. I jam in them. Into his pocket. I'm gonna get my Goldblum on. That is one big pile of shit. Goldblum is content. Uh, people always ask me how I pronounce my name, Goldblum or Goldblum. Uh, I always tell them the same thing. How dare you speak to me? Goldblum. So uh, this was a big time investment for me. This is why I really wanted to get to this. And was it? And the most amount of money <clears throat> I've spent on a single either Brendan Fraser or Jeff Goldblum review because I had to buy the entire season of Reigns on Reigns from 2007 on Amazon uh, to find it. I could not find the episodes anywhere else. But What do they charge for a 2007 series paid, that no one's heard of? I think of. I paid like 10 bucks for the season. You just made Goldblum like three probably. <laughs> yeah, he got a little money from that for sure. Um, oh, yeah. So, the, okay, this this show is from 2007. It, I, I think it went from, like, beginning of March to the end of April in 2007. It did not last long, needless to say. It was on for seven episodes, and it gets canceled. Did not get renewed. or It got canceled because seven is not enough for a full season. So it, it got canceled through the whole season. So um, here is the concept of the show. You guys can tell me your, your thoughts on the concept, and then we'll go into the execution. But the execution, the, the concept here is that Jeff Goldblum plays Michael Raines, hence the name of the show. It's R-A-I-N-E-S. And Michael Raines is a detective in Los Angeles. We've uh, heard the story a million times. Maybe you've heard me talk about the show Bosch on Amazon Prime, and I love that show. Uh, again, about an L.A. detective. This is, you know, many people have done L.A. detective shows. So anyway, the, the different thing about this, Jeff Goldblum, L.A. detective, he sees dead people. Hear me out. This is like the Sixth Sense, right? The this sixth, is what you're thinking. Of. You're watching the Sixth Sense. Picture Bosch. I think when they were selling this, Willis. when they were selling this, they said picture Bosch plus the Sixth Sense, <laughs> and people said, "What's Bosch? Who's and, Bosch?" Yeah. Well, they said, "Wait, uh, ten years, and you'll know what Bosch is." And so I think that would be perfect kind of explanation. But the whole concept here is that he is, like I said, he sees dead people. The dead people he sees are the people that have been killed. So he'll go up to a crime scene, somebody will be dead, and then all of a sudden he is imagining that person as alive standing right next to him or in the room with him or whatever. And is it actually their ghost? It's it's no, he's just imagining it. And as he he Okay, so they don't have any help. They don't help him solve these murders. No, no, but what they are oh, okay. is his imagination of what that person is like. So they are, and they don't leave until he solves the case. So, to give you an example here, 
Did you watch an episode of the Steed? It was difficult to find. Uh, no. Okay. I actually completely forgot about us doing this today. Okay. No worries. Until you called me that first time. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay. That's on me. Oh, okay. Fair enough. So, um, okay. So, I'll give you a perfect example of the first episode. So, he finds this girl uh, on the, you know, she died in some parking lot. They trace her back. They find her where she's from. And they go to her house in Los Angeles. And... He, it, he so she's standing next to him. The girl is uh, the girl that's playing this is the main girl that's in uh, Ma- Man in the High Castle. That's the main girl in the first episode that has died. Uh, spoiler alert. Uh, so wow, yeah, yeah, I know, I know. So anyway, so she's standing there and she's talking to him like, oh, who do you think killed me? Like it could have been you know some random guy in the street or all this stuff. And she's like, and he's like, no, it wasn't that. All this stuff. He's going to her house. He realizes she fi- he finds some password or you know ID from Texas, and so she realizes she's from Texas. And all of a sudden, the rest of the episode, she's talking in a southern accent. So and then like oh he finds out that uh, <laughs> so it's like as he finds out things about these people that have died, her, her, his perception of them changes. So then they change, you know, as as the episode as he finds more information, and then you know he gets they keep knowing more stuff. They're like oh, I bet you it was him that did it, and all this stuff because he would have done this because he loved me and this other guy loved me, but I was married and all that, whatever the stuff is. Right. And so they're talking to him, like talking over their own case of how they died with him. Uh, so that's going on. He also has this partner that he keeps talking to played by Malik Yoba, who I've met in real life. Malik uh, used to be on empire. So uh, Malik, he's like talking to his partner and he keeps asking him all this stuff. Spoiler alert. uh, You find out that Malik had died also a couple months ago and so jeff golden just keeps imagining oh his partner uh <laughs> but he's always asking him all these questions and the partner's answering but the partner is also dead so he kind of sees these dead people and the dead people kind of help them solve their own cases but just because that's what he's imagining and so that is the concept of a show so it's it, it's an interesting it's a really I, I like it i think it's a solid concept and what i would say is the first episode of the show is like the pilot episode is really solid I really enjoyed it. I'm like, oh, I'm really going to like this. Then then it, it gets a little bit, um, it, as the episode, so after, after seven episodes, it kind of gets a little bit like too, too like uh, by the book. Too. G- it's it just too like clean. I'll give you, so like this is set up like a Law and Order episode. Like every episode there is some crime and that crime is solved by the end of the episode. And so to do that in an hour long episode, everything has to kind of go right. So like they'll start talking to somebody be like, Oh, he must've, you know, I don't know. That guy knew something. And then that, it felt like almost a Scooby-Doo episode by, by the end you're like, Oh, one of the people that did it was one of the people you met earlier on, you know, that type of, so just bad, bad writers. Yeah, it, that's what it kind of seemed. It's, but it, and I think that was kind of the style at the time. I don't think they were doing a lot of shows. Like when I think of, uh, a Bosch or Dexter or, or a lot of these shows where there's some court of crime going on. There's, there's usually like one big case they're trying to solve the whole time. And then little cases pop oh, up. Oh yeah. Like a overline. Yes. And there was none of that. Who's the ice murderer. Exactly. Exactly. And, and then maybe little cases pop up from episode to episode. You maybe that, you know, they get solved over two episodes or maybe just one in one episode, but overall there's this, and they were really missing that because it felt like, each episode you could just sit there and watch and not really see the previous episodes, but at the same time, it it, 
it makes it so that the episodes it just doesn't there's not enough like character building and there's not like enough to look forward to in each episode to me it just seems like it was way too easy for him to solve all these things and i it was way and also goldblum i I like he's just acting like how other law and order people act in this like how anybody in any of those shows acts is like kind of over the top serious he's kind of a little douchey but like i wanted more goldblum out of it i i didn't i think yeah especially if he's acting all crazy and gold bloomy anyway yes Exactly. Like for him being a crazy person, he's not over the top like being very Goldblum. And I think I think it was like a role that he probably liked to do. It was, it was nice to see him in a st- he literally is the star of every episode of this show. Uh but it just like was I think if they were to do it in modern time or with like maybe if Showtime was doing it or HBO, it would be much different uh of a show with the same concept. I think it could be really cool. That being said, I still like it better than any of those CSI type things. It's a uh, middle tier Middle tier for me, a Harry Connick Jr. on the Jeff Goldblum movie review scale. Or, as the good reverend would say, why we on this particular mission, we'll never know. But I do know here today that the Black Knights will emerge victorious once again. Amen, man. Amen, reverend. Nice job, Jared. Thank you. Thank you. That was was a lot of time. That sounds like it was very time-consuming for you. Seven-hour-long episodes, so uh, yes, it was. Thank you, Pat. Thank you for the appreciation. Um, and also, I found out one thing uh, in this episode. There was also, like, random also little people that showed up in it. Like, uh, you saw the guy that was in uh, Silicon Valley, the douchey guy that they get money from at one point that says, this guy fucks. Uh, I don't know if you if you ever seen Silicon Valley, but that guy's in it, and he's, like, a nice guy, and that is interesting. Uh, Nobody can afford HBO and okay, stars, sorry. Jared. Okay, here's what here is one interesting fact I found out from this about Goldblum. He can wiggle one ear at a time. What? Yes. I can't even wiggle both at one time. I don't even. Yeah, I don't even. I can know. wiggle my forehead. <laughs> I don't even know how to wiggle an ear. Yeah, but he can do one and then the other ear. Uh, he just does it at one one point in one of the episodes to make these guys laugh. So that was interesting. Yeah. Their review was so long. I know, I know, but I had I, I went, had to make it work. I went time. down to the kitchen and got a beer. <laughs> Good, there we go. Um, what what did you guys want to get to? Um, hey, Jared, I, I'm being honest with you with this. Yeah. I can't remember if I brought this up or not. Let's hear. Um, it. But it's, I appreciate your honesty. It's in my notes. Yeah. So if we did talk about it, and for whatever reason, I'm just like totally lost in life right now. Just like take this part out. Okay. Um, did we talk about Steven Tyler ministering weddings? No. No, we did not. We did not. I talked about that with somebody. Yeah, I heard about it on Howard Stern, but I we have not talked about it. So for <laughs> a fair price of $200,000, you could get Steven Tyler to minister your wedding. And um, initial thoughts on that. Um, who's going to pay $200,000 to Steven Tyler just to do that? Uh, uh... If you just have $200,000, why not? So if it, you're saying it's going to be like CEOs who are like Aerosmith fans growing up. You're like, hey, should I buy another Ferrari or should I have Steven Tyler marry me to my third wife? <laughs> <laughs> going down that road. So, But the only thing it made me think is that we can actually talk about is if you could pick someone to minister your wedding, someone famous, mm. and you had that money, who would you pick? Whoa. 
Oh, gosh. Oh, good question, Pat. Good so many options. Yeah. You can't just pick a super hot chick. Um, That'd be bad news for the wife. Wife would not like that. Yeah, but maybe you you already hate your wife, so you pick <laughs> the not. super hot chick just to meet her. You know? Yeah, probably shouldn't be getting married. Like, it's a, it's a sham wedding. You do a sham wedding, and you get, um, uh... Uh, I don't know. The girl from iCarly to <laughs> what? Um, and... That's your first. That's your first thought. The girl from iCarly. Yeah. What the fuck is iCarly? That's <laughs> like an old Disney show, right? <laughs> iCarly's a Disney show. Yeah, like a oh, like yeah. The girls like probably our age. Uh, <laughs> I don't. The main girl from iCarly. Oh, oh, she's of age now. I was talking about current. Yeah, current. current. I, I knew what okay. you I hope, was hoping. So. I just, I'm going to make that clear. Yeah, yeah. This isn't fit kids. This is not fit kids. Young and yoked is what you're trying to say. Young. <laughs> okay. Yeah. It's not young and yoked. Yeah. Jared, you you're don't not going to just a... say Goldblum or Fraser or something? No, I mean, those is it are because two... you want to marry them instead. They can't minister <laughs> you. You just want to marry them. I mean, I think Goldblum would do a great Eddie sort of like what he'd, you know, like the way he would do a ceremony, I feel like would be fantastic. I think I would want yeah, to. Except it would be two and a half hours long. Yeah. It no, would, it would be a lot of, <laughs> like, no doubt about it. I don't have time for that, but hours. I feel like it would be very extravagant and exactly kind of what I would be looking for. Um, it definitely would be solid. I, I feel like somebody even like more, I'm kind of leaning towards like a Steve Buscemi. Um, it just looked really weird up there. Uh, just having like. <laughs> oh, just a weird looking. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just be like everybody be like what's going on like why like is everybody <laughs> is that like, steve buscemi yeah, like like everybody be like he probably had like had to go through some big deal to get steve buscemi here at the wedding like why is he doing this <laughs> <laughs> like he kind of ruins all the pictures of like all the wedding pictures just have steve buscemi in them and stuff like this i i also talked about him when we were saying what celebrity would we want to go through that instagram pop-up thing with and i also said steve buscemi but his voice is is unique enough that that could work. I think I would go uh, realistically like Bill Murray or Woody. What's his name? Woody Harrelson. Woody Harrelson. That guy, the guy from White White Men Can't Jump. Who am I yeah, talking about? Well, that's what's yeah, Woody name? Harrelson and Wesley Snipes. No, not Wesley Snipes. Woody Harrelson. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing against Wesley Snipes. Okay. Pat- but I would probably go one of those two. Okay. Uh, Pat, what about you? I didn't think about my answer until just now. Yeah. Um, Neither did I. I'd probably say, like, um, comedians I like, like Bill Burr or Joe Rogan. I think they would do a good job. Comedians would be good. I didn't even, comedians didn't really cross my mind. Um, That's another that's going to start you off on the wrong foot with the old wifey. Yeah, you don't want a guy that's funnier than you at the wedding. Well, no, because he's just probably going to, like, crack 55 jokes up there. Good point. You're like, hey, hey, bud. Yeah, This Pat, is my life. Pat, I can't picture that going well with Bill Burr, like, just roasting you while you're getting married. Because <laughs> he has to roast me. <laughs> well, you think he's not going to roast you? Can't you can't control that guy up yeah. there. I see him more as, like, when you're, like, about to do the vows or whatever, he starts talking about, like, getting through the good and the bad, and then he starts, like, overdoing it with, like, how the wife acts, and then yeah. how, like, the husband freaks out. That's how I saw it. Okay. All right. 
That'd be yeah, cute. That would be cute. I was just that's like movie Bill Burr officiating a wedding. That was in a movie. Was that? I don't it know. feels it feels like it should be if it hasn't been. I feel like that's a good role for him. Yeah. Officiating weddings, just in a in a movie, just like as a cameo. All right, we all right, gotta we got to write this yeah, write movie around that. <laughs> write it in. No, no. <laughs> um, how about some Tanzania news? The infection causes immediate respiratory failure, and scientists claim that the patient is now transmitting. You know what you guys do? It's a fake. It's a fake. From Tanzania? Yes, I am. So I had a good article that I was actually, I liked a lot. And then, um, then, this, then this headline just popped up. And so I was just like, oh, God, this is ridiculous. Tanzania president orders army to buy nuts. <laughs> Ayo. Uh, okay. So uh, basically what happens here is that uh, Magafuli, John Magafuli, Tanzania's president, uh, they had a – he fired the agricultural minister, Charles Tisba, and because – uh, he was kind of like failing the obligations to the cashew industry, which is obviously a big industry in Tanzania, as everybody knows. It's huge. It's yeah. huge. So Magafuli ordered soldiers to buy uh, to buy the nuts at $1.44 per kilogram, higher than the price companies were willing to pay. So, and, and apparently this is like all within the government, like the government owns the cashew kind of industry. And nobody was buying it right because he thought that this uh, trade minister was doing it wrong. So he's just like, all right, we're just going to buy it ourselves, basically. What's not clear is that it doesn't say if he was reimbursing these army guys uh, for the cashews. Like, like all of a sudden. Well, hey, it could have been the, like, <clears throat> could have been, like, the army uh, army cooks and supply people. Then they just, like, use government money, then distribute the cashews to the soldiers. Paul, this is 220,000 tons of cashews. Uh, Jay, I'm telling you right now, no soldier in Magafuli's regime can afford that many I cashews. Know. I know. That's what I'm like. So you must just... Cashews like, are a luxury over here. Yeah, I know. Uh, <laughs> uh, $1.44 a kilogram? You kidding me? I'll pay that much any day. Yeah, well, I, I hear you. But... Uh, what if what if while you were in the army they had ordered you to buy some sort of nut? They ordered me to buy cashews? Yeah. Or peanuts. Oh what the no. <laughs> you would have said no? Hell yeah. I would have organized a revolution. Yeah, well And it probably would have gained strength. Yeah. Nobody else <laughs> wants to buy these freaking peanuts. <laughs> I like cashews. But I don't like somebody forcing me to buy cashews. Oh, I, exa- yeah, exactly. I'm a pistachio guy. Everybody that knows me well knows that. I bring them to parties all the time. They're a big hit. Yeah. Um, see, I know that's, that's a very good point. It's a very good point. Yeah, you're right. I talk too much. I also listen too much. Well, you think what you want about me. I'm not changing. I like, I like me. My wife likes me. My customers like me. Because I'm the real article. 
What you see is what you get. I don't under there's it's some crazy thing and I don't know if it's like in a West Coast thing or if people are just like that oblivious to uh, just the world or at least our country. People that I work with all the time, nobody can seem to understand the difference in time zones. Like it's insane to me how many conversations I have with how many meetings I set up with somebody in California or in the East Coast or it's mostly in California when this happens where I'll be like, all right, the meetings at uh, three o'clock central time. Okay, that's uh, noon uh, Pacific time. No, no, that's one uh, Pacific time. Okay, and then I get a, and then and then so that'll be the time, and then I'll get a call at like two thirty, and I'm like, what? I don't, <laughs> I don't even know where this came from. Like this, I mean, this happens. I, I mean, this, I mean, I'm serious. This happens at least once a week for me, where the person does not understand just the basic American, you know, time zones here. It's not that crazy. So start using Greenwich Standard Time, so they have to do like six calculations yeah, to figure right. out. If they're going to get it wrong, they might as well do something is. ridiculous like that. Yeah. Yeah. Or they'll, you know, go to college. Yeah. Study time. Pat, you they'll get it right. Like Paul, you're on a different time zone than us, and when I text you, I just tell you an hour later than what we're normally starting at. Uh, yeah, I mean the science is there, yeah, the, and you got it down. Yeah. Pat, do you have a problem with these time zones? Am I making fun of you when I'm saying this? Um, I've never really experienced people having a problem with that. Um, okay. You're but, talking about like arranging a meeting at work. One thing that I've noticed happens is um, someone will be like, oh, yeah, let's have a call this afternoon. And you're like, okay, great. I'll send an invitation shortly. And you send the an invite, and then they never like respond to it. They're doing other things, and then there's like, everybody on the call except the one person who needs to be on the call. It's just like, Oh my bad. I didn't see this yet. Yeah. I don't know. Conversation, just business stuff, guys, business stuff, but I'm just saying business. It's just figure out. It's pretty basic. Uh, the time four time zones in the U S uh, Rocky mountain. You can basically just throw Rocky mountain away because nobody actually uses that. Yeah. Yeah. Does anyone live (laughs) in that time? No, nobody actually lives in that time zone. So you can get rid of that. That's what I was so thinking. So you need to know three time zones, and it's not it's not crazy difficult. So just uh, you know, I miss the I miss World Clock. There used to be so few apps on. Uh, we didn't call them apps back in the day, but like flip phones and stuff. World Clock was like one of my favorite. <laughs> oh apps. God! Oh, you still called them apps? They were applications. <laughs> applications, so. yeah. I would just open up World Clock. Hadn't and be like, shortened it yet. Oh, it's uh, seven p.m. in London right now. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Then you could look at uh, several other cities, yeah. and that's all your phone could do. Exactly. And so people, I think, need to go back to that. The problem is two people have too fancy phones, and they don't care about time zones anymore. Yeah, I don't need this phone, which does things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sends photos, and yeah. I don't know. Yeah, exactly. So we're going to wrap up the uh, the show there. Um. And people can email show chubtev.podcast at gmail.com. That goes for you, Coach. But keep emailing in. We love those emails. And rate the show on iTunes. We love the iTunes reviews. Share the show with a friend. And, Steed, you're coming to uh, Chicago area next week, so maybe we'll try to all get together in person. Oh, yeah. So I'll be there, like, this weekend, then Thanksgiving time. So... Chubstep meetup coming up. And the next uh, Chubstep episode, we release Thanksgiving. So get ready for that Chubstep Thursday on Thanksgiving. Uh, 
We should do a we should do a live Chubstep meetup podcast. Is that next week? Yeah, Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving? is yeah. Thanksgiving is a week, a week like a week and a week and two days. God, I am so out of touch right now. Yeah. Do you even care about the pilgrims? <laughs> yeah, Pat. Totally, man. <laughs> yeah. All right. Um, and so we wrap it up there. Uh, Steed underscore Palomino, Pat Callahan. Every show, Jared. Zero oh, point four. <laughs> I'm just letting you fill in. Why the did rest. you change it? I'm letting to you fill in the rest. Uh, <laughs> bad piece. Bad piece. Thirty-three went from bad piece thirty-three to Pat Callahan zero four yeah. four. And that uh, he must have known. He's a big fan of the show. You already had the forty-four. He's a big fan of the show. Uh, he's got it. J Rad Z three for me, and the show has ended. I rest my case. Now you know you got to go. Peace. This is Yasin.